Good evening, and welcome to the podcast to fall asleep to. I'm your host, Jimmy Joe. I'm here to talk about things that are unimportant and uninteresting until you take this train to sleepy town. Going against the guidelines that I set forth in the beginning of every episode. Because I am going today to read a message from a protester regarding their experience today protesting police brutality and white supremacy. We went to the BLM protest at Pan Pacific Park. BLM for Black Lives Matter, surely not for Bureau of Land Management. One of his little ears is like folded down because it's pressed against the couch and the other one is popping up and looks really cute. Producer Melvin's in the other room with girlfriend Morgan. I bet he looks really cute too. They're very cute producers. Okay, back to the, back to the message. We brought water and gloves and milk of magnesium because we heard that's good for tear gas. Layered our clothes and also brought changes of clothes and bags that we didn't mind ditching if we had to. We dressed in plain non-patterned or in any way distinct clothes. I had a hat that I felt okay if I had to ditch. Wore an old prescription that I felt okay if I had to ditch. Two face masks so I could ditch one if I had to. Layered shirts, so I could rip one off and be wearing one of a diff color if necessary. Diff, short for different. Put on a big band-aid to cover my tattoo. And wrote two phone numbers of friends in Sharpie on my stomach. I left my phone at home, and she kept hers on airplane mode. I called a friend and told her that if she didn't hear back from me by nightfall, 
to please come and feed the animals until she heard from me. We got to the park after the speeches had ended and the protest was on the move. We had to park a block down on 1st Street and walk to the protest. We fell in with the group on Beverly Boulevard. This is all in Los Angeles, by the way. I don't remember if I said that. I think I did. I used to live by there. Kind of. We fell in with the group on Beverly Boulevard at the park, right in front of the post office right there. We marched on the right side of the street, chanting as we went. I saw dark smoke behind us and wondered what was burning. Someone said later that a police cruiser was torched. People on the sidewalks and at businesses and houses along the route watched and took videos and pictures and cheered us on. Protesters on bicycles stopped cross traffic along the way. Cars honked their support and hooted and hollered. I felt nervous as we got to what could be considered Koreatown, maybe North Koreatown. Neighborhood lines aren't always distinct in LA. Although I understand the want to call Beverly Boulevard in certain areas North Koreatown. Saying North Koreatown gives sort of a, the idea that it's uh, that it's a Koreatown of North Korean culture rather than the northern part of Koreatown, which. I don't know why it's making me giggle so much. Anyway, although there seemed to be not a single person with any intent on destroying property, at least not small business property, the memory of the LA riots always looms. But the march was peaceful. And some restaurants and businesses handed out bottles of water and opened their bathrooms to protesters. I must remember to go to House of Beef Soup next time I can, for they let me pee there. And then we marched up the on-ramp onto the 101. A helicopter started circling overhead, and I noticed. For the first time, a very muscular man on an electric skateboard with a full-face helmet and armor and a taser. He was on his phone a lot and keeping a close eye on all the protesters. It seemed pretty obvious that he was a cop. 
And then we ran into the other cops. CHP in full riot gear. That's a California Highway Patrol. Blocking the freeway up ahead. We were marching on the southbound side, and on the northbound side, cop cars were lined up against the median. We were at a standstill, cops in front of us and to our left on the other side of the freeway. We stood face to face with masks and batons and guns. The chopper circling overhead. I heard a bottle smash and turned around. The protesters near the broken bottle indicated that it seemed like the cops had thrown it. But nobody reacted. Everyone stood their ground. Eventually, we were walking again. The cops formed a line, and we walked in the right-hand lanes. We were thinner, more exposed. But as we kept moving, it seemed clear the cops weren't going to make a move. Not yet. In fact, some of them looked scared. We marched off the freeway at the next exit and went back to Beverly Boulevard, the road where we started. This time heading back toward Pan Pacific Park. Because this is L.A., We saw one of the actors from Orange is the New Black on the walk back. She was driving the other direction and had her window down, waving to protesters as she waited at a red light. As we kept going, I was feeling tired. Everyone was. I could feel blisters forming on my feet and my thighs chafing. Someone said they were arresting people up ahead, but I didn't see that yet. I kept going and there were people cheering us on again. Some were the same from when we walked by the first time. Some were new. My friend and I fell further and further behind the main group of protesters. But we kept going. Finally, I could see Pan Pacific Park. and That's a super long walk. Pan Pacific Park to the 101 through Koreatown and back. Finally, I could see Pan Pacific Park in the distance. It was probably still over a mile away. And we fully expected a parking ticket, but we were close. And I saw smoke again. 
but not dark like the first time. This was white. I figured something else must be burning. Something that doesn't burn is dark. But then someone walking away from it, sweaty, wet, teary-eyed, said to be careful because they were tear-gassing. He hurried past us in the other direction, and we saw a couple girls who were soaked. It looked like they had been putting water on their faces after getting gassed. It made sense from a tactical standpoint for the cops to wait until protesters were totally tired and wiped out right at the end of the march to start attacking. My friend and I bailed, walked a walk down to First Street, and finished walking the last half mile or so to our car as even more choppers circled up ahead. On the drive home, we went off airplane mode and answered calls and texts to family and friends who were worried about our safety. We also got takeout at the pizza place around the corner before the citywide curfew went into effect. Social distancing didn't happen today. That is from a protester in Los Angeles. Moose is making very cute noises. I will say that everyone deserves to live life safely comfortably, peacefully, without fear of oppression, of violence. And I try to make this a place where we can just relax. And we can, because that's important too. As we fight for what's right, we need to also remember to take care of ourselves. I hope you're taking care of yourself tonight. I don't, don't have much more to say, so thank you for listening. You can support the show by donating on Patreon. Patreon.com slash podcast fall asleep to. You can also donate on PayPal. PayPal.me slash podcast TFAT. That's podcast TFAT as in to fall asleep to. And an even easier way is just to leave a five star review and a kind five-star rating and a kind review on whatever you're listening to this on. It helps people find the show and it warms my heart. And if you want to keep in touch, you can uh, email at podcastfallsleep2 at gmail.com or get in touch on Instagram. The Instagram is podcastfallsleep2 and it's usually a weekly picture of producers Melvin and or Moose. And, uh, yeah, I guess it's a short one today, but uh, once again, thank you for listening. I hope everyone is being safe and, you know, we've gotten, 
we've come this far. Now we're going to keep going even further. And whatever else is happening, I hope, hope you feel proud of yourself for that, for getting this far. I'm Jimmy Joe. Until next week, sweet dreams.